This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? One of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. <laughs> and I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fort Dishonor. This is episode, I think, 139 in the weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Last week, uh, loud typing stopped us from... No. Last week, uh, Corvus Dallas left the party, and Dungeon Master is going to catch us up on what happened after that. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. Good evening, everyone. Uh, as you can kind of tell, things are going to be uh, kind of quiet tonight. Sanitari has traveled around the world in order to finally slap Thorn for some slight during one recording a couple years ago. Um, as far as what happened last episode, yes, the uh, departure of Ryan's character back towards either the Kalashtar homeland or Adventures Beyond took place. Party also was able to find out a certain um, bit of descriptive information about the gifts that were left for them, or are they gifts? Who knows? But uh, it was left for them by the dragon. And um, heading back towards town because Xanatari is not sure quite yet what's going to um, happen in terms of her travel to. Okay, so does that mean you want me to say something? I don't know. Mm, let's go with Cesar. Cesar. Good. You're starting Hello. to ride back. You're starting to ride back into um, Winter Haven. Mm-hmm. Had definitely a long time out in the fields. What kind of things are you going to be considering on the way back in? Um. Well, I think that you know one thing that's going to be concerning him is that that pyramid that sort of is left un un uh, uninvestigated. Um, it's going to be nagging at him, but he's also going to be looking forward to getting back to, uh, to that workshop with that full complement of, of, uh, tools and things, uh, with this new, uh, gift that he had. He wants to really take a look at that, but also he didn't really even get much time there anyway. They, uh, he was, they were summoned by the, the druids pretty soon after they got there. So he's going to be, uh, looking forward to that and planning out his, uh, his work schedule moving forward in there. Okay. Um, as you're heading back into town, you don't get a presence, you don't get the feeling that there's a presence in the forest around Winterhaven that had existed on your way out in terms of, you had your druid escort, but there could have been others around. Mm-hmm. And kind of uh, this time around, it's just literally trees, leaves, and not much else. Right. Some bird sounds, but not a whole lot of a lot of things going on. Okay. Hmm. Um, did you you still got the 
uh, clockwork figurine in separate bags, correct? Yeah, it's all disassembled. Okay. A um, couple of minutes after you had put it into the separate bags and chucked it somewhere, uh, you feel that they have stopped moving. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, Daniel, Thorne, good evening. Good evening. Afternoon. What would you like to do? Hmm. Alright, so we're uh, riding back into town. Um, probably be looking at the uh, earring some more. Okay. Um, just sort of like looking it over, looking at the craftsmanship and, and really just you know, trying to work out where this thing's from. <laughs> um, is there like anything that I that I notice about the the jade in it at all? Is there anything that like kind of stands out, like any text or anything like that? Um, there's no text in it, but whenever you pay attention to the to the jade, you kind of get the feeling that going hunting would be a natural thing to do. It just seems to do some sort of visual visual cue or something along those lines. But the the jade itself seems like a you know it, it's a rock, so you can't really tell its age. But it seems to blend in well enough with the silver that you think that it is an original piece instead of something that somebody added later on or something was knocked out and the jade substituted in. Okay. Um. So I, I get the sense that I want to be hunting when I'm looking at it. Well, it just kind of chirps in now and then, just the the kind of the notion. It's not an overwhelming, it's not a compulsion, it doesn't mean, you know, go hunt humans or whatever. But you just kind of look at it and go, you know, this would be, you know, hey, maybe sometime I should go hunting. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to see whether I can find someone to uh, to pierce my ear. I don't think my ear is pissed. You will um, further note that there is not a an attachment class, whatever that part that you actually use um, with like a pin or whatever to, to, to seal it. So you would have to um, add something of your own. It's just kind of like a something where you'd just be able to slide your your ear in, your lobe in. Oh, okay. All right. Um... Cool. I'm. Other than that, I'm probably going to look at wanting to um, sell off any any items that we've got. Um, I actually think we should go talk to someone, maybe the druids, about um, the skeleton that we found. That's got the runic script on it, the the lettering on it, as well as what we saw with the bone giant. That needs to be kind of be investigated and find out what's going on in regards to this entity that's happening and the pyramid as well. Okay. Um. Just out of note, note to you, since you're kind of hypersensitive on these sorts of things, you get the feeling that um, there could have been incidences that you would have run into on the way back, but you didn't. There were a couple obvious ambush points. There were some things that were laid around. Stuff just seemed a little out of place, but you got 100% safe passage, as the script meant. Okay, um, that's probably something that I'll want to mention. Um, probably turn to Cesar and uh, and probably uh, I'd probably ask him 
where do you think our first stop should be? Um, well, uh, it might uh, make sense to uh, report back to the druids, at least give them a sense of what's going on. Um, I, I, I see that as, as, you know, having some value, though uh, they may be a little peeved if we didn't actually accomplish what they uh, they needed us to, but, uh, eh, screw them. Okay, well, I think we can take our time and, and talk to whoever we need to, depending uh, on whether they've changed leaders yet again. Okay. Um, the drow, by the way, uh, seem to note your arrival before the rest of the town does. In fact, the drow have started to make patrols around the outskirts, and they are heavily invested now in one way or the other in the town. So there's additional okay. fortifications outside of the town um, that are starting to go up. Do we see any sort of significant integration into the town? Like, do are there like drow dwellings mixed in with you know, human dwellings? Um, I don't have a good sense of time as far as how long you've been gone versus now, but, you know, let's say it's been at least... Okay, who died on the call? Was it me or was it somebody else? No, oh. it's, it's me. Okay. It, it's going to occasionally freeze sometimes, and uh, I think it'll be silence. Okay, did we just lose Xanatari? Yes. She's gone. Okay. Let me go check on it real quick. While we're doing this, um, for those in the chat channel, would you go and queue up on YouTube uh, Judas Rising by Judas Priest? Um, but go ahead and just from about 45 seconds on till uh, maybe uh, minute 30, go ahead and listen to that um, with the Thunderbolts and Lightning bits. And uh, that was going to be the theme music. We'll have to be added in, in post, but it's an honor of Xanatari. Yay! The lightning and thunder and yes. very, very frightening. Yes, the lightning and thunder and battling the dark, since we can ever seem to let you give live out the, the wonders of drow interrogation. It was just that one time, and I think he deserved it anyway. He was a drow, and he was not doing nice things to us. He did. Okay, I'm not really sure as far as the amount of time has passed uh, for this whole adventure portion, but you know we'll call it uh, a couple weeks at least. Um, before you left, the drow were on the outskirts of town. They'd set up some underground dwellings and um, just kind of barely above ground dwellings, but they were outside of the fence. Since then, portions of the fence between the town and that community have been taken down and the walls of the town have been extended around the drow sector, but in no way is it uh, looking like a um, slum or a ghetto or, you know, the bad part of the tracks. It just seems to be another part of the town that's sort of grafted itself on. There are, um, you'll notice, a few drow that are inside some of the shops, and they are freely walking the streets, and the guards don't seem to be paying them much attention, much more attention than any of the other residents. Okay. Um, right. So I think where's everyone going to go first? Well, let's 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 find out if Xanatari wants to to add anything, or um, she's going to enjoy a good dose. 
Um, I think Xenatari is probably completely preoccupied with pondering what uh, Clarice Dallas was talking about and concept that she's going to have to go see the Kalashtar. So she's probably just riding along, like, you know, keeping, I guess, a slight sense out for danger, but, you know, pretty much just like following, you know, completely back from everybody else and not really being real aware of stuff. Mm hmm. Okay. Um,. Would you at least take note that you are back in town, or is it literally just kind of waving you, um, you know, leading you no. from here, here to there? Well, I mean, there's always the possibility of fallout from the uncertain nature of whether we completed our quest or not. So I think she would just be alert for disgruntled druids or people, you know, that might be interested in us unduly but otherwise not really i mean just like i guess looking forward to civilization again okay um then since you're distracted somewhat uh we'll have you bypass unless thorn um, brings it up um it, there were a couple ambush spots that looked like they were cleaned up before you got there but anything else that you want to see around um you know is, is quite evident so um i guess you guys were looking now to Thorn, you wanted to do some selling, or did you want to hit the druids first? Or are you still trying to uh, consensus? Probably going to hit the druids first. Let's um, let's get all this sort of information stuff out of the way. Then we can find rooms, lodging, and and again rest for the night, depending on what time we arrive at the at the town. Okay. Um, you believe you you remember the way to get to the druids. But uh, I'm going to require, just for the, the simple sake of things, Thorn, can you give me a series of nature checks? Let's do five rolls, please. Okay. Let me just pull up my shade here. And let me know if any of them are lower than 25. Um, first one is lower than 25. That's what? 22? Okay. 29, 29, um, 23, and 30. Okay, so you've at least got you've at least got a little bit more than uh, than half. That's fine. It takes you a little bit longer than you think it would have. Uh, maybe a couple twists, turns here and there to get to the town. I mean, to the druid area, but. Uh, you realize that their encampment is probably about a hundred yards further on ahead. Are there any preparations that any of you would like to make before rolling in or views on the area or anything like that? Um, probably like to walk in without, um, without any weapons drawn or anything like that. Probably looking for a guard or uh, some sort of sentinel or something like that, a watch, watchman, um, just so we can get taken to the high druid. There is absolutely nobody that you can see either up in the trees or on the ground um, on the approach to the camp from the direction you're coming. Okay. Uh, other than that, I think probably just approach and, and ask the first person we see whether they can direct us to... Okay. Entering the camp, breaking Before through the tree line. Charge. You're going to find that there is a light fog on the ground. 
um, somewhat belatedly noticing the extreme silence within the Druid encampment. There is nobody that is present. It looks like there were a number of tools left behind. The cooking fire is long cold. There is some sort of food in the uh, cooking pot, but you'd guesstimate that it is now well towards the point of turning rancid. It's not the archdruidus that we ate before. <laughs> in the pot, no. But there is um, a very lifelike looking statue, stone statue of the archdruidus, uh, standing just outside of, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, yurt or dwelling. With a ladle in her hand. No. No, no ladle. <laughs> <laughs> no ladle, but she appears to be pointing at something. Um, probably, uh, first we want to do a nature check. Okay. Thorn, you've got a lot of latency going on right now, like so that. I'm not quite See sure whether what you're there was some sort of exodus or attack. Thorn, could you repeat that again, please? Uh, sorry. Hey, America. Yeah, you're going to do a nature check okay. to look for tracks. Okay. Um, you see plenty of tracks in and out of the village. Most of them are pretty pretty old. There's definitely the foot footpaths in and out of the village that you can see. The ones that you have um, identified as being the most recent are probably a couple of weeks old, but there's not a sudden exodus of uh, footprints in one weird direction. Okay. Can you hear me again? Yep. It's still, I'm not quite sure if you're lagging sometimes or if not, but when I do hear you, it's it's pretty good. Okay. Um, uh, going to draw a line of sight from where the statue is pointing to what she's pointing at. Okay. Um, it is towards a thicker part of the woods. In fact, it's in the direction that you came through. Pretty near, you were kind of walking alongside of it. That would lead back towards Winterhaven. As far as the rest of the camp, it's more like people put down their tools instead of throwing them or trying to attack. You don't, you don't find weapons about, aside from staves or farm implements. But um, looks like they were just cooking, and all of a sudden... They're not there. Okay. Um, so what is the statue pointing towards? Winterhaven. Winterhaven. Mm. Or the direction of Winterhaven. Okay. Um, because the the area that was surrounding the area the open area within the Druid encampment um, would show a uh, you know an area large enough to hold. A group of people, but there's not like one specific dwelling or the like. Okay. Um, Alright. I guess we should probably head back to Winterhaven and see whether we can find what's happened to the the dwarven the dwarven druid encampment. Okay. Um, maybe someone might know whether there was some sort of strange movement in the night or 
whether they just up and left. I mean, I know they had concerns and issues with uh, the encroachment of Winterhaven on their mm-hmm. on their reserves and stuff like that. But like, has has Winterhaven encroached any further since we were last here? Um, no, actually, they just kind of seem to shore up the locations and went about. But there's not a not a dramatic increase in the size of the town or anything like that. No. Okay, well, I guess uh, looking about, no no signs of tracks, and everything seems kind of left where it is. Uh, Does the fog have any resemblance to the fog that we saw with, um, like, the necrotic zones that we saw in the forest? It looks similar, but is not behaving in that way. It just looks like um, patches of... um, Patches of fog from the uh, natural weather. However, as occasionally there's a couple breaks in the fog um, at the edge or different parts of the village. And as it does, um, your nose, because you're um, still in your hybrid form, correct? Yes. Would pick up sort of a musky um, animal smell. Okay. Yeah. Heading, heading back towards the the Windhaven. Okay. Uh, so it, that's where the scent is coming from, like in that direction. There's 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 different pockets of it around the area, within the within the village, and not and on the edge of the village. Okay. Um. I actually might do a nature check, see whether I can't. Or actually, no. Perception would be better for this one. Um, see whether I can't identify like a major source of it and see whether I can work out a direction. Let me pause on you for just a moment. Let me go to Cesar. You're, you're muted, Cesar. Thank you. Um, uh, just, uh, you know, he's um, curious to, to see if there's maybe any signs of any, any magical effects that recently took place here, maybe distinguished from, you know, whatever natural magics that the druids might use. Hmm... Nothing so much as a spell, but probably an idea of the feeling that this area could have merged with some of that older area from the um, ziggurat mm-hmm. and stuff. But you don't see that that tundra aspect to it. Right. It just feels like this is one of those areas that this could have happened. Okay. But, um. Any yeah, I mean, any magic that the the druids would have had in this area have, mm-hmm. has long gone out, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems, uh, yeah, I don't know how much there is in the way of. I mean, just a general, I guess, perception to look for any other clues. I think you know, uh, Thornhead was looking for tracks, so I don't know anything dropped, maybe, or something that could indicate, you know, anything else. Okay, are you wearing your goggles at all? Um. Or a is variant it, of them, or anything else like that? And not unless it's dark out. Okay. Nope, it's not? No. Okay. Um, every once in a while, you kind of get the smell of something animal in nature. Okay. But um, it looks like Thorne's about to stumble upon one of, the, okay. one of those areas. Oh. If he makes this roll. Okay. Uh, there's a 33 on okay. perception. 
Um, that's good enough that as you're moving towards it, trying to hunt down one of these areas, Thorn, you realize that you're starting to see some sort of mass that is moving, but there's different elements of this mass that are moving in different directions. And in fact, you're starting to see, you catch enough of um, the image of scales that it actually makes you stop. Okay, what color are the scales? All sorts of different colors. Um, Blacks, greens, browns. And you start to hear kind of this rattling sound. A rattling sound? Mm -hmm. Um... Okay, this is... I have a feeling... Um, I want to look on the ground. I want to look for uh, drag marks, specifically, like, um, not like two feet or, or anything being dragged on the ground, but um, like like a scaled belly or something, so something to match the the look of the the investor in the in the wooded area. Okay. Um. Moving away for somehow, however you do it, uh, trying to investigate the ground through the mist. Here and there, I'll keep your original 33 um, perception. You notice that there has been a high volume of serpentine traffic through here. None of them unnaturally giant. But it looks like there's kind of slither tracks all over the ground. Not just in the direction that you're going, but also towards other areas that you're detecting this smell from. Okay. Um, probably turn. I'm going to turn to the other two, and I'm going to say, uh, it looks like we've had snakes or something yeah. serpentine through here. We should probably head back to Winterhaven yeah. carefully. Um, make sure we don't trip over or alert anything that's here. Um, we need to find out what's happened to these druids. You, uh, you uh, suspect a connection with uh, that, that dragon? It's possible. Uh, I mean, they're both serpentine in nature, and who knows what kind of powers or magic the dragon has. I don't think it's... I don't know. I have a, I have a strange feeling about it. It hasn't brought us any harm yet. And it's had many opportunities to do so. Um, but something odd is going on. I mean, first the Archdruidus is dead and replaced, and then we come back to a deserted encampment where they were thriving before. Something's kind of going on. Um, and all of it has, has to be linked to this mist because it's, it's everywhere. Um, I think we need to go see maybe... Maybe see the the holy man of it was an acolyte Jeff. This is like one of the only points. Okay, um, is anyone investigating the statue of the um, archdruidess, Sanitari, or yes. do, um, do you have anything that you'd like to do? Um, what? well, I guess Sanitari would try. You know, she's got some sort of sensible, sensing-ish powers. Mm -hmm. And just trying to see if there's anything living in the area, like see if I could get like a read on, um, you know, like is there life around? There is a massive amount of 
life within these pockets around the camp and the camp edge um, that Thorin has identified as being serpentine in nature. I know, but I'm saying, like, is this something that I can identify, like, mentally and say, sorry, my mic would help, and say, um, you know, okay, well, yes, this is serpentine. It's not a dragon. It's, like, a, a lesser intelligent creature, like a snake. Like, can I identify this based on, you know, that kind of sensible power? Maybe not to that full extent, but the the nature that you are seeing and the stuff that you are observing would lead you to believe that this is an odd gathering of so many different types of snakes, but that the snakes themselves are natural. The statue, I would give you, uh, does not seem to be alive or is an item of something in suspended animation. But whatever made it was clearly some very strong magic or magical effect. Okay, so so do I get the impression the statue is left here by something that caused this issue, or is this something that the druids themselves built sometime between when we left and now? Like, does it look like it's it's man-made, or can I identify like the makers of this? The the question of whether it is a statue or a petrified person is unknown. But whatever made it okay. had a, an extremely great degree of skill in order to make it look this lifelike. This isn't one of those kind okay. of trashy statues like a cookie jar or lawn gnome type thing. This is pretty, pretty, pretty darn <laughs> The druid lawn gnome. Yes. Yeah. You know, that, that sort of thing. But. You could clearly, if in the right lighting or whatever, think that this was the Archdruidus. Okay, scary. Would uh, would any of this kind of resonate to add a character, like with being some sort of basilisk or something like that? Something that has the ability, almost like a Gorgon perhaps, um, something that has the ability to petrify with, with sight, like to, to Xanatari in her travels or... Would Xanatari have encountered to this point anything that would have petrified or would Thorn or... I don't know. Um, Cedra might have encountered something in the slave pits, but probably not seen the power. Would you have like a scientific... Do we not run into a basilisk at some point? I'm trying to remember if that was just something we encountered. I thought I recalled that word. When we were in the, the Chamber of Secrets, I think we saw one down there. Don't think anybody's... In the game episodes, I don't think anybody's seen something get petrified. But if we're going to do it as a backstory thing, I'd be interested to, to listen to ideas. Well, I mean, the only thing that kind of resonates with Thorn right now is that it's, it's um, a large serpentine creature. Um, I don't know that the the statue could possibly be petrified. Like, I haven't really closely examined it, but, I mean, if I shared this information, would anyone else kind of maybe be able to link the two together or uh, have this knowledge? Has anyone really done any reading about creatures? Let me let me clarify I mean, one thing for you real quick, uh, Thorn. Um, we're not talking the size of the tracks for the serpentines as being something as, like, um, in, oh... 
Rudd, I've just lost the name of it, Clash of the Titans, where the Gorgon is rolling in into that huge, wide body, you're not seeing something of that size. No, I imagine something that's a little bit, uh, that's that's almost maybe um, a little bit less than human size. We're talking like maybe a large anaconda or something like that. Um, Xanatari, would you be, would you have anything in your past that if Thorin started talking, you'd be able to put two to two together? I might have some group memories of the past if there was some sort of a historic basilisk that would have been encountered by my people, but not a personal, um, experience, no. Okay. Um, alright, I'd give it then somewhere in the group memory that may, that may trigger something, Thorin, if you want to try to talk to Xanatari about it or somehow announce to the party and character or whatever. Sure. Um, so I'd probably... Do I have a sense of direction of which way these tracks are moving? The tracks came through to... Um, from the opposite end of the village, away from Winterhaven. A large number of them have spread out into these different piles of snakes. And a good chunk is head off towards Winterhaven as well. No, go ahead. So did Thorne currently tell me his, his story, or are you going to enact that? I'm going to do it now. So um, Okay, go ahead. I would, so I was just trying to get a sense of which way the snakes came, so I could basically almost enact it out. So I basically got moved to the middle of the camp, and I said, all right, so the way that I see this happening, I mean, there are, so I'll point out, um, on the ground, you, you may not be able to see it, but there are, there are tracks, there, there's slither tracks, drag tracks, something has moved through here across, across the dirt. Um, you can see where piles of dirt have sort of been flicked aside through, um, muscular rhythm. And he'd point with his hand, he'd say, they came from this direction, um, moved towards us through to Winterhaven, separating into piles. Um, can I identify where these piles are, Dungeon Master? Um, based on the smell of them, yes. So, in the direction of probably the strongest pockets of, of musk smell, he'd go separated into piles here, here, and here, with a large group moving forward through into Winterhaven. So, I think if anything, we should probably check on Winterhaven as well if there's been a large body of snakes move through. It's, it's highly unnatural that they group together this way. Okay, then Cherry hears this and tries to piece this together with what she knows about, you know, the behavior of such an animal and, uh, you know, agrees that with his assessment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what, what more we're going to find here. I think, uh, you know, trying to track them down in, in one way or another is, is really going to bring us the uh, uh, the answers we're looking for the in the quickest way. Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll actually head... Uh, I'll I'll lead the party back through uh, along the path of the snakes. Hopefully, we can encounter anything along the way, maybe a dead snake or, or something along those lines, to give us an idea of what's been through through here. Um, do we see like is there a larger drag mark through here? Like, is there a main body of of like is there like a a, 
uh, I guess we're looking for maybe like an alpha snake or something like that, or an alpha serpentine figure in these tracks here? There is um, not a main body, but there seems to be a main direction, and that is definitely towards town. And the uh, the whole process seems very methodical. You know, they didn't, like, you know, the path doesn't suddenly swerve off in a different direction. It seems to be heading very, very directly towards Winter Haven. Okay, I'm going to draw my bow and uh, probably motion for the others to, to draw their weapons as well, just in case, and head towards Winter Haven. Okay. As you get closer, you start to hear sounds in the woods, and um, you see shapes moving through it coming from the direction of Winter Haven, out, fanning out from there towards, um, towards the party. It appears to be, in some cases, uh, drow. Okay. Um, probably pause and get everyone, get the party to pause as well. Uh, motion to the both of them and, and say, uh, like, point towards where the figures are and say, uh, there's this figures out there. There are there is there are entities out there. Could could be drow. Should I shoot one? Well, that was the easiest way to find out that there was a dog in the bush. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Scissor shoots at one. Okay. Go ahead and roll. Uh, twenty-four. Okay, in this case, you managed to hit. Okay. And one of the figures uh, seems to be looking down at the ground, having stopped just long enough. There's a quick sort of dancing movement, and your bolt hits, and he falls. Or the figure falls to the ground. What do the uh, rest of the figures do? The rest of the figures are spread out enough that they haven't quite figured out yet that something has happened. Alright. Um, I think Cesar will, again, head out to uh, figure out what he hit at this point. Okay. Um, anybody want to make perception checks? Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, wait, I'm going to make one. 32. 21. Okay. Yeah. Xanatari, you are just kind of... I see you're trying to fire up your camera or something. You're just kind of doing the spinny thing. Well, I was being facetious and throwing it to the air because you and I both know I don't have any dice. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah, um, it was me pretending to throw. You notice on the figures that uh, they seem to be wearing similar outfits. And at one point uh, before Thorn... Sorry, before Cesar approaches the, uh, whatever he shot, the somewhat stylistic images of the Watch Wizards, or Town Garrison. Huh. They have a dumb name anyway. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what the, the, the figure is wearing? Yes. They, they actually, the ones that you can now see as you get closer... And as they get closer to you, um, they're wearing images of the town guard in some form or fashion. 
It may not be the oh. official official um, symbol. It may be the drow interpretation of it, but it's clearly something related to Winterhaven. What kind house? of wizard gets hit by a crossbow bolt? One who didn't watch out. <laughs> uh, would you like some ice for that, bow? I would. How's he doing? Um, aside from the uh, snake that has just apparently um, bit him, huh. he's uh, perfectly fine and dead with a crossbow bolt. Probably saved him a world of pain. Um, I'm going to draw my bow and I want to put a, an arrow through the head of the snake. Okay. Alright, let's see here. Um, let's just do a range basic attack. It's nothing, nothing fancy. It's not a magical snake and I don't want to burn it up. Cool, that's a 28 versus its AC. Clearly you hit. Okay, and then I'm, I guess I should roll for damage? Not I mean, it's even to, worth it. Not even worth it? Okay. Nope. Um, what, what, alright, so, uh, is it dead? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, cool. Um, going to grab it by the tail mm-hmm. and um, by the shaft of the arrow and pull up to pull it out of the ground. Okay. Uh, what color is it? What does it look like? What am I it's, saying? It's a snake that is not native to this area or stuff. It's more of a bog type snake, but it is known to be a venomous variety. Coloration? Um, sort of a um, dark cobalt blue-green to blend in with okay. the brackish waters that it tends to hunt in. Okay. Um, I can't get out. I might actually, strange as it might be, I might actually hold on to the snake. Um, I'm actually going to see whether I can extract poison from it later okay. to use on my arrow tips. Yes. Um, so... Yes, we're gonna we're gonna be poison archer dude. Okay. Um, I'm basically gonna keep my bow out and keep on the lookout for any snakes. Um, uh, we should probably move towards the other figures. If there's one watch wizard slash town guard mm-hmm. here, then um, there are others out there that are at risk as well. Okay. We should probably get them to pull back in. Um, or, or withdraw back to the town behind the walls where we can actually safely defend. Okay. There is, um, once, the, once they spot you and uh, you sort of left the, we'll deal with the, the dead one in a while, but for the moment, um, the one, other ones approach you rapidly and tell you that uh, something has happened and that you are to go back to Winterhaven quickly to the Temple of Sanitari's deity. The town the town has okay. had a... Something has happened in town and that something has taken hold within the temple. And they're not sure what to do with it, but they saw... Not Acolyte, Father, whatever, Priest Jeff... 
Who knows? <laughs> he, he didn't really have a title, did he? It was just Acolyte Jeff. Well, he was Acolyte Jeff, but then he became head himself. of the Order, and he didn't like it. Remember, we kept calling him... I kept calling him Acolyte Jerry, Jim, mm-hmm. J- whatever, and he Joe. did not enjoy that. Joe, and he did not enjoy that. And he's not Acolyte anymore either, apparently. He had some attitude. Who knows? Yeah, you need to put him down a peg. Um, okay. Well, uh, we'd probably... Um, I probably told the, the guards then that uh, uh, they should probably head back as well. Uh, they're, they'd be more effective behind the uh, on the walls uh, and stopping anything from getting in, anything further from getting in, and uh, point to the direction of their uh, dead companion or their dead guardsman, and we. Uh, had to put him out of his misery after being bitten by one of the snakes just to cover up the fact that Cesar shot him. Okay. To, to um, be clear, was it, was it clear what what caused the death of him? You're the scientific guy, so how do you want to make it look? I, I, I was curious what it looked, what it, what it actually was. <laughs> It looks like you killed him, and then a snake went, oh, hmm, I'm surprised, Lash. Okay, yeah. Um, it can uh, it can go the other way. That's fine by, by Cesar. Pass the blame. Okay. So, you know, you're, you're more than likely, since you're the scientific guy, if you ever want to in, um, invent the autopsy, <laughs> um, go ahead. Okay. Do, do you do anything to hide the nature of the bolt that is sticking out of this? Uh... Mm, well, I mean, it's it's pretty clear that something hit him. It was actually just a, a basic attack, so it wasn't anything special or fancy. Okay. Um, so, no need to, really. Very good. Zanatari, are you uh, in agreement with heading back and ignoring the dead guy, or what would you like to do? Well, have any of us searched him? Like, I don't remember. N- nobody searched the dead guy? No. no. I would like to search the dead guy. Okay. Uh, dead guy has pretty much got um, pocket lint for equipment okay. aside from a basic, you know, town weapon and basic clothing. Okay. It was Bo- clearly a, I'm going around town, I'm doing whatever I'm doing. Oh, wait, I'm being press-ganged into going to find... The adventurers, because oh crap, something happened and we don't know what to do about it. Is roughly okay. The thing. Then I shall not tell his wife and two point five children what happened, and we'll just go with everyone else. <laughs> okay. In fact, it looks like uh, for the most part they were kind of handed tabards and um, sent out to go try and find the party. Alrighty, uh, beeline back to town. Presumption or yeah. Sounds pretty, pretty important. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll head straight to the temple. Okay. Any precautions that you want to make? Because the town is alive with uh, quite a lot of activity. There's a lot of um, hushed surprise and murmurs and noise and people sort of ringing the perimeter of the temple but giving it a good 100 feet distance from any sort of door or otherwise. And, in fact, um, Thorn, you will notice that there are serpentine drag tracks 
in the dirt, heading towards the temple as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems pretty relieved to see you, um, excited, kind of a you know, certain degree of worry because they remember the last time anything happened to town. Uh, there was a cosboid and a giant glowing spider. Any preparations of- you want to make before... Well, um, probably just, again, prepping any weapons that we, that I have, um, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, getting ready to, to basically kick down a door and mm-hmm. open a can of whoopass. Cesar, any actions you wish to take? Um, well, if the, the serpent tracks are that obvious, uh, preparing for, um, you know, self-defense, so have a crossbow drawn and ready to go. But, uh, I don't think he's too concerned with with the, uh, the crowds. And Zenitari, anything that you want to do and you will be able to do the action description of how you wish to enter the temple with the party. Oh, man. No, there's nothing that I want to do, I mean, other than just, I guess, try to get some sort of a sense of the mood of the area. Like, if if there's some sort of secret, like, ambush or, you know, something like tension in the air or something that looks different than the last time we were here, you know, casually visiting. People are afraid. Um, there's a palpable sense of relief that you're here. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like the crowd is shying away from other parts of the crowd. They're definitely focused on the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get a sense that uh, a rear guard is... Required. In fact, you seem to be kind of boosting the morale of the town. Okay. He's near you. I think if we're going to enter the temple, we're going to need a maybe a split approach. Maybe someone needs to stay out near the door just to reassure the people of the town that if anything comes out, then we can deal with it or that there's someone there to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't trust the town guards, but maybe it'll only take two of us to see what's going on, and we can always pull the third person in if if necessary. Okay, you want someone to guard our back, you're just saying? Yeah, we just in case anything happens, you know, if if it's snakes, they're going to find a way out through small holes and stuff like that. So um, we should we should have we should have a, a rear guard, and then. Two of us should go in to deal with with the situation, find out what's going on. Got so, it. so uh, who wants to be the rear guard? Who wants to? Who would prefer to be the rear guard? Caesar uh, will uh, will do so. Okay. Yeah, since I know this temple pretty well, I'm gonna say probably that I don't know. Maybe Zantari knows like where she's going more. I don't know. Okay. Okay, well, um, if you want to take the lead, I think I've only ever been here once. So if you want to lead on, and, and maybe they can direct us to where we need to go inside the temple. Okay. Go ahead and make your dramatic entrance, Sanitari. Okay, being slightly stealthy, but also angry at the desecration of, you know, what is happening here, Sanitari would stride in, trying to keep her footfalls very quiet, and go towards the main sanctuary because that's the biggest place for bad things to happen. Okay. Upon entering the main sanctuary, you see Acolyte Jeff Joe Jim Bob, whatever his Uh name will be this time around, 
standing uh, near the altar mm-hmm. and standing on the floor before him, probably about ten feet away, is what appears to be some sort of robed and cowled female figure. And you sense for a moment that there might, you sense that there might for a moment be some sort of movement under her hood. Uh, what? There might be some movement under her, under her, her hood. Oh, oh, sorry, that just sounded like a car for a minute and I was confused if that was some sort of euphemism for something I didn't understand. Sorry, 14 hours, continue. <laughs> Zanatari, take us out. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find out more at DeathD4Dishonor.com. Find us on iTunes or something about Death4Dishonor if you want to donate. And yeah. So find us next week. We record every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. And uh, thank you for listening. See you next week for a new episode.